Hey, PSP3 Nation. Welcome to the Peak Sports Performance Podcast, dedicated to helping our family become not only elite athletes, but also elite individuals. What's going on, guys? It's Coach Derek here with Ian Kennedy and Alex Gordon uh, for our podcast today. They're going to tell you a little bit about themselves and a little bit about their journey into baseball. So thank you guys for coming on today. Uh, I know our kids will really appreciate it as well as uh, our coaching staff. Uh, so I'll start with Ian. So Ian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, a little bit about your history and how you got into professional baseball. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, I grew up in uh, Southern California, um, Orange County area. So um, I think it's just, you know, just playing baseball was just something that was natural in our family. My dad was a big baseball fan, and that's just something that would, uh, you know, is what we did. And I just probably the only sport that I really played all the way up through through high school. I've tried other sports, but I was never really any. I knew what I wanted to be. I wasn't that good. Probably played basketball the longest, but it was, uh, it definitely wasn't, um, you know, I wouldn't say that it was going to be anything, no future to it, put it that way. Um, my dad was short, and uh, I knew it wasn't going to be that good. But, you know, just playing baseball, playing other sports, uh, um, it was a lot of fun just doing that with your, your buddies and stuff, but for the most part, baseball was the, the only thing that, um, like, as soon as I went into high school, that's what I wanted to play. And I knew that I was going to try to use baseball as a way to get a free education and or somewhat uh, get into college and go to a college that I also, I mean, without baseball, would never have gone to somewhere uh, like I did. And um, I wanted to, you know, really early on, I wanted to go to um, USC or Stanford if it ever came down to it. Um, and as I played, I went to La Quinta High School. Um, you know, my parents said, my dad, my dad was always the best at trying to find, like, the best travel teams I could play on, uh, just the best competition I could play with. Uh, same thing when I went to high school. We looked at different high schools that my parents were willing to move or transfer me to uh, and drive me to, um, you know, while they were driving me and, it didn't matter. It was just a matter of my dad. It was like, what was the passion that he, he loved watching me play? He loved watching me. Um, you know, it was anything I, that would help your kids. I totally understand that now. I would do anything for my kids if they wanted to, you know, go a half hour away, drive an hour away for something just for them to play on the best team. Um, I totally get that. So that's what we did. Uh, I went to La Quinta High School and I was surrounded by guys um, that were way better than me and we're getting looked at it by, by a lot of different colleges um, and that was the goal to go to college and <clears throat> I think that uh, obviously like I'm really thankful for my parents for, for doing all that uh, putting in the time to because um, it takes a lot of commitment out of the parents and we understand that and, um, I know Alex can tell you the same thing and there's a lot of sacrifices that parents take uh, do and um, 
I definitely acknowledge the fact that a lot of this, a lot of me making, going to USC, going to different things, uh, wouldn't happen without my parents. So, um, and put all their work and time and hours and money uh, into just something that I love to do. And um, so, just back on track, went to uh, La Quinta High School, played on a varsity team there um, all four years. Got, went to, got a scholarship to USC, um, played three years there. And then that's where Alex and I crossed paths on Team USA. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't know that, uh, that you guys played together on Team USA and won a gold medal, actually. So that was really cool that you guys got to play together before you ended up playing together with the Royals. So Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple guys, me and Luke Cochaber and uh, Alex. And there's a lot of guys still playing, uh, the, old, the old guys now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that are really, really good that were on that team. Um, so it was pretty cool to have the connections throughout the league of uh, all those really, really good players that um, we got to play with. Right. Um, yeah, and then I, after three years at USC, went to um, I got drafted by the Yankees in the first round in 2006. And um, that was my long-winded story of how I got to pro ball. Very cool, very cool. All right, so we're going to switch over to Alex for the same question and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, um, and your journey into pro baseball. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, Alex Gordon here. Um, I grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. I had three brothers, Derek obviously being one of them. Um, grew up around baseball. Um you know, travel baseball, all that kind of stuff. But I would say the thing that helped me the most growing up, um, I had an older brother that was three years older than I was. And he he played on some pretty good teams. And I was fortunate enough that my skill level was high enough that I could play with his his friends and his competition. So that kind of that kind of gave me a jump start into baseball. And um, I think really accelerated my... Uh, my baseball path and my skills and all that, but also growing up, um, I was able to play a lot of other sports, which I think was necessary um, becoming a great athlete. Um, I played soccer, um, I played basketball a lot growing up. Um, both those sports, uh, a lot of conditioning, a lot of running, a lot of different um, competition than baseball, which I think mixing it up at a young age is really really effective and really good so um i having you know two boys of my own now uh, i really strive on them playing other sports and just doing other activities to mix it up and not try to get burnt out on one sport so um i played i played soccer like i said basketball and then in high school uh, i was a three sport athlete uh baseball was my main sport uh football eventually ended up taking over soccer and then I also played basketball, which basketball probably wasn't my my best sport, but it was mostly football and football and baseball growing up. So, um, yeah, there I was. Um, I played on the varsity level uh, pretty much every year. Uh, freshman, I kind of swung up and down from JV to varsity, and then the next three years for baseball, I played on the varsity team and um, 
it was like I said, just playing against better competition, older people, um, was really a big key for me growing up. And then uh, moving on, uh, I went to the University of Nebraska, um, where I ended up starting maybe halfway through the year as a freshman, and then played uh, my sophomore and junior year. Um, but I would say, uh, jumping back to high school, I would say it was my junior year where um, I really started to dedicate myself more to baseball and focus more just on baseball just because I had scouts coming to look at me and I kind of realized it was always my dream to play professional baseball growing up. And when that started happening, um, yeah, it really started to uh, make me realize that this could be an opportunity that I could uh, end up achieving. So I uh, put a lot of work into uh, baseball. I ended up quitting football bec or a basketball my senior year because football I got hurt and then I just wanted to heal up and make sure I was ready to go for baseball. So um, that's when uh, it really kind of took over where other sports didn't really mean a whole lot too, mu too, too much anymore. And uh, in college I was able I never got drafted out of high school. I uh, went to college, which I think was the best thing for me. Uh, helped me grow as a player and as a person um, away from home. And, you know, when I got drafted my junior year, it was, you know, I was away for three years from my home and it made me grow up and, and jumping into pro ball where you're really on your own and you have to take care of yourself. It was, it was a much easier transition for me. So, um, yeah, that was kind of, you know, my story growing up, uh, just, you know, was around sports 24-7, but mostly around baseball all my life with uh, my family, my three brothers, uh, some, just something all our family all loved and uh, loved playing. So, yeah, that's kind of how it went for me. Very cool, very cool. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, we, we hear a lot about the grind and the routine, um, and it's different by position, you know. Ian, you're a pitcher. Alex, you play a position and you're a hitter. Um, your daily routines uh, have to change by position, I feel like. You know, for a pitcher, it's a lot of arm care. It's a lot of hit mobility, things of that nature to kind of make sure that you're moving well. Um, but I'm not so much sure about, you know, professional playing a position. Um, so, Ian, would you please tell us about your daily routine uh, to get yourself ready when you're in the off season, you know, and then how it changes when you go to the in season. Uh, well, yeah, like in the, in the off season, um, you could do a lot more things. You could do a lot more maintenance stuff. You could think about what you did the previous year before. And um, like for me, I'll get together with our our PT or our strength coach or whoever it is or trainers and improve on um, movement wise or strength wise or just try you try to always like get a little bit better in the off season and so you can whether you got injured the year before uh, do different things that you can you know make sure this doesn't happen again um, but you know in the off season you get work on mobility you work on uh, you could do your volume can be a lot bigger. Um, it's like early in the off I like to take a, a full month off. Um, I took that same. Uh, I took that from the Arizona Diamondbacks. So all their trainers and all their trainers were always telling. 
six weeks for tissues to heal up. So they would recommend us to take a month off. And I still do it. I'll, it's, it's, it's easy for me to take a month off because, I mean, when you're in it every single day, you want to take a break. Um, at least I do. And, um, you know, you get back into it, so you slowly get back into it. Like, you might start off three days a week um, early on, and then you go later as, as you start getting closer to throwing. You might change your workouts a little bit, and you do it on four days a week. And then by the time January comes around, you're, <clears throat> you're throwing a day or four days a week. That's what I do. Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are off, and the weekends are off. But, um, but, yeah, like by then, you're doing a little more, a little bit uh, like different plyos, um, different things that are going to help you stimulate um, throwing and get you ready for spring training. Uh, when I was trying to make a team, it was a little different. Um, you're trying, I mean, you're throwing your breaking balls, you're throwing all your stuff, and you want to go to spring training to take a job or win a job over. Um, whereas the last, I don't know how many years, it's it's been nice to just go into spring training to mentally know that you got a spot. It's, it's time for you to peak at the right time. Um, it's pretty stressful when you're going to spring training and uh, you're trying to win a spot over. Mm-hmm. But um, and then and then that that changes as the season goes and um, your daily routine like to get ready is yeah I mean, it's changed because I was a starter before and I had my routine like I knew what I had to do that day and that was my only goal and I only I had a pitch every five days but in in between it was anything to get me ready like I get a little checklist month like let's say it's day one you have a heavy lower body day. Um, and you longer, uh, longer running, but you gotta like, yeah, you do your normal warm up. The warm up's pretty much the same, but like your your checklist, uh, your workout that day is different than than the next days. You're throwing your bullpens and you're doing your upper body with your arm care. Um, then the next days, so maybe a little bit more, but like lighter lower body, more plyos, and then you have a day off then you pitch and then and as I got older that, that routine changed a little bit but now I'm in the bullpen it's um, I'm really you just got to do whatever you need to do to get ready to throw that night like you get to go in there every day that you're going to pitch mm-hmm. um, so like pre-batting practice you know you're doing stuff just like to warm your body up just to play catch um, and I just view playing catch as getting ready for just getting my arm loose as if I'm going to get ready for pfps or something and um i just i mean really like i've I've done it a year and it's there's so many guys that i've taken advice from that's done it their whole career and i try to mimic pretty much exactly what they gave me advice to do and um, one of them was greg holland and who actually uh got to play spring training with this year and um so like taking different routines like that and like taking what you did as a starter apply it a little bit less volume as you did as a reliever. And, um, and then, like, just to side note, you're going to have to change your workouts, too. Your workouts are going to change because you're throwing so much, you got to watch the volume, but you're going to keep your strength throughout the year. Um, and that's what that's why I rely heavily on our strength coach and, like, knowing that he's dealt with more pitchers and, uh, and like, take his advice so um 
that's what I did heavily last year, just asking Stoney and hey, what do I what do I need to do as a reliever? Like, what type of workouts do we do? And like, when do we work out? And he just so I like to work out after the games, whereas a lot of guys work out before. Yeah. What about you, Al? How much um, has your uh, yeah. off-season changed between off-season and in-season training and throwing and hitting and all that? Yeah, Ian kind of ran through it a little bit, but um, I'll walk you through my off-season, kind of my in-season workouts, stuff like that. But I think for successful baseball players and just successful athletes in general, it's about having a plan and being prepared, whether it's long-term, short-term, um, it's about waking up every day, having a plan, knowing what you want to do, and uh, achieving that plan. So uh, being prepared, I think, is the most important thing, um, especially with workouts, uh, getting ready for a game and stuff like that. But um, I think that's the most important thing for me, just having a, um, a routine. Uh, I know Ian can talk about that, too. You kind of see it on a daily basis. But the guys that are successful in the big leagues usually have their own routine, and everyone's different, so everyone has their, you know, different kind of routine. But for me, um, off seasons are really important. Where, you know, I try to get my strength back where I lost during 162 game season spring training. You know, all that grind, all that pounding on the body, and you know, not really focus on you know strength more as um, producing on the field. So um, I usually take about you know, two weeks for sure off, maybe three weeks, depending on how my body is. And then, um, I kind of get right back into, um, you know, strengthening, but, you know, to start it, you know, I want to make, make sure my, my body's right. Um, baseball is a very different sport where you're twisting a lot of different ways and your body can be out of that balance. So making sure that my body's in balance before I start working out, because, I don't want to be out of balance and, um, you know, hidden points that's going to, you know, e- either injure me or in the long run uh, come back to hurt me. So I'm making sure just my body's right before I get going. And then I start off uh, heavy lifting, uh, not any conditioning, just trying to put on some weight, put on strength that I've lost during the season. And, you know, I do that for about uh, three weeks, four weeks, almost a month. And then, you know, I kind of the next month I – you know, I still try to put on weight, still try to put on strength, but start introducing some cardio, some conditioning where um, I'm kind of building up towards uh, the season. And then um, the next month, the next three weeks, whatever, um, I start doing more explosive training, more, um, um, you know, not a lot of rest time, more um, agility, stuff like that. So, and then the, the final month, the month before spring training, um, is where I start introducing baseball activities, and that's uh, the the weightlifting is kind of on the back burner a little bit. Uh, I'm still trying to focus on it, but um, I'm more focused on you know getting my arm strength going, getting my hitting my timing right, and building up to to spring training and and stuff like that. So um, the main thing in the off season, I never want to be fully prepared when spring training hits because spring training is so long where. Uh, you know, I'm still trying to um, keep my body in shape, keep keep my body healthy, and I never want to be at the peak of my performance when spring training hits. So usually the last week of spring training is when I really feel locked in and really ready to go. And Ian kind of touched on that. You know, everyone's different. If you're fighting for a job, you want to come into spring training, you know, ready to go, ready to, 
you know, prove yourself. But I think me and Ian are at those stages in our career where, you know, spring training really doesn't matter for us too much where um, we're trying to build up and be ready for, you know, opening day in the season. So, um, you know, when the season hits, um, I, I would say the most important thing for me is game time where when the game hits, I don't want to be, I want to be prepared like I talked about, ready to go, but I don't want to be sore or have something that's going to affect me, um, you know, off the field, uh, you know, uh, strength training, conditioning, uh, that's going to affect me during the game. So as you get older, you start to learn and you start to make adjustments. And that's kind of the game of baseball, just making adjustments as a hitter, as a pitcher. Um, you know, you do that with, with your body. You kind of see how you feel, how you're how your body's working and I've had to make adjustments as I've gotten older where um, a lot less working out a lot less conditioning more you know making sure I'm ready for for um, the first pitch and stuff like that so um, I would say flexibility is a big key for me um, everybody always makes fun of me but um, you know it's just it's it's something that if I get tight for baseball I feel I feel unprepared. So a lot of stretching goes into um, my strength training and stuff like that. A lot of band work, a lot of body weight stuff, and not trying to get stiff or um, uh, sore or anything like that. So um, I don't know. That's that's pretty much how it is. I could probably go in and talk about this for a while, but that's kind of the basis of you know the off season and you know the, the season in general. So um, yeah, that's what that's kind of what I got and you know like I said at the beginning just being prepared having a having a routine and a, a game plan for every day oh that's good stuff that's it. Can I, I'll say one more thing yeah yeah um, sure but you said he said that uh you know like we have a plan a lot of successful like you said period athletes not baseball players but um I mean Alex is a great example of when I came to the clubhouse and watching like how regimented and consistent he was, um, and you watch a lot of really really good players. Whatever they do, like you said, we're all different. We all, like all pitchers are all different, and whatever you do, you, if you're consistent at it, um, you're going to have success. And that's what I mean. Well, Alex is a great example. Like he works extremely hard, um, and you watch him. He is, I mean, regimented to a T, like to the time before the game. You know what he's doing. You know where he's at. And, um, I mean, that's what's just what it takes to be a player like his caliber. Um, I mean, you watch Lit, same thing. Like, just really, just be consistent in whatever you do. If you believe it, get you ready for the game. Um, that's, that's what really matters, being consistent, not just trying one thing one day and then trying another thing another week and next thing you know like you don't have your own routine like you need to like it take we have it takes a long time to find a routine that works and usually you stick with it yeah so one thing that uh you play catch with john means uh the off season so a big thing for john and i love this quote from him he said he talked about his off season training his off season training was based uh not to build strength and not to get extremely strong, but it was to bulletproof his body for the season. And then during the season, it was maintaining what he had done in the off season to kind of last 
162 games and plus if you end up in the playoffs. Um, and then you have spring training too. So that was an awesome quote I think he, he said. And um, I really, that's what we tell our kids that all the time. Um, you know, this, you know, you guys are sheltered at home. Uh, the season's not going on right now. How are you guys staying prepared for when the season inevitably starts? Uh, what are you guys doing? You know, your training, uh, throwing, hitting, whatever it is. How are you guys staying active so that way when the commissioner of baseball finally says, all right, well, it's give you about a month and it's time to play, you know, like a mock spring training. Uh, what are you guys doing on your own to kind of stay ready? You're Alex. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go since you just talked. Um, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough situation, obviously, right now um, with uh, the national emergency going on, not being able to do too much, everything closed. Um, and it was, it was frustrating for us just because we were at the end of spring training, like we talked about. All the off season we put in, all the spring training leading up to it, you know, everyone was kind of ready to go, feeling like they were at that point to start the season, and then um, we kind of got the the door shut on us and had to go home. And um, like everyone knows, it's it's a tough situation, but you know, I'm I'm pretty fortunate to uh, to be in Kansas City full time, and I've I've built a, a full time gym in my basement where I can get my you know my my workouts in. And, and stuff like that and then I got a batting cage uh, in the backyard where I can drag my younger brother Derek out there to <laughs> soft toss do T work and, and stuff like that but at, at this point you know I'm not trying really to gain a lot of strength I'm just trying to like Derek was talking about with uh, John Means just trying to maintain uh, what I've gained in the offseason what I gained in spring training and not lose that because I was at a point where I was pretty locked in at spring training and and ready to go. So I, I, I definitely just don't want to come home and not do any baseball work and kind of lose that momentum that I had uh, in the offseason, in the spring training. And, you know, I'm not doing a, a ton of work, but just enough work to, to kind of keep that feeling. And so when the bell is rung again for us, that I can kind of get jump-started back into it and it won't be – um, you know, out of the, out of the dark where I'm just, you know, not working out or doing anything and I'm kind of, you know, in, in a bad spot. But I would say not everyone maybe has the same situation I do with a weight room and a uh, batting cage in the backyard. I would say, you know, there's always something that you can improve on, I think, as an athlete and maybe something you can change up your workouts with you know body weight stuff a lot more conditioning a lot more stretching um, that's always something that you can do on your own and it's just a, a good way, good way to look at it i always try to look at the positive um, maybe just try to improve something that um, maybe you weren't doing before so um, you really don't always need a weight room you really don't always need um, a batting cage there's there's a there's ways to to find uh, different areas that you can improve on. So um, I would say as an athlete, as a baseball player, try to, you know, focus on stuff like that too if you don't have uh, the capable um, um, things to um, to get things done. I like that. What about you, Ian? What are you doing at your farm? Because you're at your farm right now, yeah. so what are you doing? Um, yeah, we, we, you know, we normally live in Kansas, so we, we've, uh, we have a farm in Missouri that, we have a lot of space on, so we 
so we don't even know. The kids probably don't even know we're being um, quarantined at home. <laughs> I just think it's kind um, of strange that dad's at home still. Yeah, exactly. They're they're saying they're missing baseball, but uh, <laughs> it's like trust me, I I miss it more than you guys. Um, yeah, it was just uh, like you said, it's a um, it's a time of spring training. Like at the very last week, you taste the end, and you get over the hump of all these little things you're working on, and you're like, I got one week left, and then we're leaving to go to Milwaukee, and then it gets we get told we got packed up and go home. Um, well, at first, I thought it was exciting. We took a little RV trip back home. Um, it's like, okay, let's take advantage of this, see, see the bright side, hang out with the family. But um, just like Alex, like you don't want to lose everything that you built up in spring training. Um, you got to feel. You got to be. I mean, like, like just like him, I'm very blessed to. I didn't realize it was going to be this good of an investment to build a. A gym, um, and so I can do workouts. I thought it was just something that was going to be convenient. Now it's turned into my everyday place where I can work out. Um, and then I have all the space. I have a, I bought a net last year just so I can play catch with somebody that I got. My brother-in-law started uh, start complaining that his hand was hurting, so I finally bought a net, and I was like, you know what, just throw the balls back to me. And um, I didn't know that was going to be a, a good investment until now. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I was just thinking the other day, it's getting frustrating throwing into a net and having to walk back and pick up all the balls and come right back and then go to 90 feet and then throw them all up, throw them all again and back up. And yeah, I have all, I have all this space, but I guess I can use it as cardio and run back and forth and keep, keep warm that way. But it's, um, yeah, playing catch into a net. Uh, working out in our, our gym here. Um, we're going to go home here pretty soon, but we just, right away, we just figured it'd be best to, I mean, really, if you want us to get isolated, we, we'll be isolated out here on the farm, 300 plus acres, and not really see anybody. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a tough situation that we're all in. Um, I, I can't imagine being some guy, uh, I feel bad for the guys who, like a lot of the players that are really trying to make the team and you know, they don't, they don't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of players call me asking me where I'm going to be working out. And I joked around with them and told them, I said, Hey, you can work out at my place and play catch with me at my farm, but um, I'm going to wipe you down every time you leave or every time you come I'm here, I'm going to make sure you're all, you're, you're all sanitized. Um, but it's, uh, it's tough being a young player trying to, you know, fulfill your dream trying to play it in a, on a, on a, you know, playing with us in the big leagues and uh, everything gets shut down. No, you live in a town that no one really plays catch, like you can play catch with, but it's uh, like try to keep your arm strength up. But I think for a hitter, like they can keep their swing and they can swing as much as they want. Um, but a pitcher, I feel like. I can't find too many flat areas over here um, that allows me to like even work on like my timing on mechanics. So really, like I just view it as I'm keeping my arm strength up. That's it. I'm not trying to work on any like particular mechanics. Um, just trying to keep that that feeling I had 
but also know that I have enough time and we call it spring training 2.0 <laughs> uh, just to you know get that feeling off the mound again because there's some guys going off mounds and indoor mounds and stuff but I I, uh, I don't really notice much benefit from doing it me personally I'd rather just keep my arm strength up throw a long toss and that's probably the best way to do it and, you know maybe air some out that way but that's about it the only thing I can get from it. Right. Well, for you, for both of you being in the in the league so long, you know, you guys know how your body's supposed to feel so that you're supposed to be at game tip-top shape. You know, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, let's see how I feel this year. It was probably like that at the beginning of your career where the years changed on how feeling because you're trying to feel things out on how you feel the best going into the season. Um but it seems like you both have an off-season routine that kind of prepares you to be ready uh, by the time spring training ends. You know, it's not like you guys are um, unexperienced and trying to make the team and having to do different things to try and improve your game because you guys are both uh, high elite athletes. So you kind of know your routine, know what, know how you're supposed to feel to feel right to get hitters out, to hit off pitchers, to make plays whatever it may be. So it's really cool to hear about your guys' routine and how different it is, but how similar it is as far as um, the lifting and, you know, throwing. Um, I know Alex hits, but, Ian, you know, you might hit sometime soon, so you got to keep up that swing. <laughs> so we have, we have athletes in our program from all sports, volleyball, golf, tennis, soccer, football, basketball, baseball, um, for the high school and college athletes that we have that are going to listen to this podcast, if they want to play professionally in their sport, what is one piece of advice that you could give them to kind of stay motivated and to keep striving for um, that elite level of professional sports? We'll let, uh, we'll let Alex go first. Um, well, obviously – not everyone's going to make it to the big leagues. Not everyone's going to be an NBA player and so on and so on. But I will say if you have a dream and you really want it and you stay focused and you put in the work that um, whether you get it or not, um, at the end of the day, uh, I think you will be satisfied with whatever happens. And that's kind of how I look at, um, you know, my career, my myself on an everyday basis. Um, if no matter what I do in the game, if I feel like I've put in the work beforehand, leading up to the game, uh, everything that I need to do, whatever happens, happens, and I can be happy with that. So, um, yeah, I would just say, just you know, put in. I would say it started my, like I said earlier on, it started in high school and then you know crept into college, but. Um, when I really knew this dream was possible, you know, I kind of took a step back. It was in college and I was like, okay, what do I need to do to, to achieve this dream? And that was, I, you know, I looked at everything. I looked at not only my schoolwork, but how I treated people, how I was in the weight room, just everything. It was like, okay, is this going to make me a better baseball player? If it's not, then I'm not going to do it. And, you know, I, I kind of had that focus and, um, eating healthy is is a big part too, and everyone gives me a hard time, but I feel like 
my discipline um, with my dream has led to my discipline with eating and, and training and stuff like that. And I've really haven't, you know, really faltered off that, off that plan. So, um, if you have that dream and you have that vision, um, no matter what people say, just stick with it and, um, keep doing you. And at the end of the day, if it works out, it's great. And if it doesn't, um, you still know that, you know, you put in all the work and you did everything you could to, to try to get that dream. So, um, win or lose, just, it's all good. What about you, Ian? Well, I think a little bit, um, kind of hit on, which is, uh, like any sport, any, with us and a lot of guys, successful guys that you watch, um, is, <clears throat> what I always tell guys is being consistent in whatever they do. Um, and I know I've said that a couple minutes ago, but I'm really, I really believe in it. I really believe in that. You got to stay. You got to be consistent in what you do. Um, you got to be, um, I guess, in the in some of those trying times. You have to like, if you know this is your dream, if you want to do this, you're gonna have, you're gonna learn from those low times. Uh, in the, you're gonna learn more in those times than you will in the high times. Um, I mean, there's plenty of ranges of athletes that are in the top of their game and they want to stay at the top and you have to, you really have to be on top of that. If you want to stay up there, you have to be driven and know that I want to be the best and know that there's somebody probably out there that's going to be doing something more than you. So you got to, you try to got to outdo them. Like you got to have that little mental thing inside of you that fight, that wants to fight to be one of the best. And if you want to be somebody who wants to make it and you may, I think I speak more to those to guys that are either smaller or not quite as quite as good, um, where people don't see like they're not in the spotlight as much, but um, they have a little chip on their shoulder. Those guys um, really like same thing. Like you got to have you, those guys are more driven to be one of those top guys because they want to get that earn that respect in whatever part of that their field they're in. Um, but I mean, it's like driven, consistent, um, and just the, uh, determination to be one of the best. Like you want to, you want to do it. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of opportunity. Like it's luck and opportunity. Um, but it takes a lot of work in order to do that. And I know in high school, I thought that was, I thought it was easy to play, you know, 10, 15 years in the big leagues and as you start getting older and you start playing oh wow that's really hard to do and that's uh, few and far between to, you know with you two yeah like it's it's a lot harder than i thought <laughs> and um and here and here i am like year i don't know 12 or whatever it is and it's you know I'm, i feel like i just continue to get um there's a lot of other guys like there's a lot of guys I would just give that advice to like you have that dream you better be willing to fight for it and being being willing to adjust um, but be like I said be consistent in whatever you do and know that it's it's, it's going to be hard it's going to be a grind but like I said in those low times you're going to learn a lot about yourself but use those times to grow 
and in those high times take uh, you know take it in and what also learn from that too so it's um it's it's this constant time like trying to get up to the big leagues or getting up to whatever you know the pga or um anything you do in life in in general in the workplace whether it's not in sports is that um you're always constantly looking at someone who's really good at whatever they do and figure out okay what do, what do they do and you learn from everybody um so yeah that's all that's all i got I like how you talked about not in sports and more in the workplace because we do talk a lot about the kids that do come in to the gym and stay consistent you'll notice that outside the gym they'll become more consistent um, with their schoolwork if some some of the kids have jobs you know their their job gets better they become more type a people because they become more type a inside the inside the gym um, and we've and us as coaches feel like it transfers over into life um, but I thank you guys for talking about that I really appreciate it um, those are the four questions that I had for you guys um, so now we're going to go through just a quick rapid fire five questions super simple just kind of fun little questions see what you guys' feelings are who wants to go first I'll go first all right favorite color favorite color is black favorite food uh, favorite food is pizza, but like I talked about my discipline, I probably haven't had pizza <laughs> since the 2015 World Series when uh, we won it and I celebrated with a slice of pizza. But I would say since what I eat, I would go with pasta. It's close enough. Nice. Now what kind of pizza? Um, no, I don't know. Any kind of pizza. Probably Pizza Hut. I got you. Favorite superhero, or if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, superpower. Um, insanely strong. Uh, that would be my, my superpower, so I could uh, just hit tanks off Ian Kennedy left and right. <laughs> and uh, Kauffman Stadium wouldn't be so big, and my strength would take over. What's your favorite hobby, not outside of baseball? Um, whew. I would say, you know, honestly, um, you know, having three kids now, really don't have too many hobbies at this point. But honestly, I would say uh, training and working out, um, not not baseball working out, but training in the gym. And um, I would people always ask me, what would you be doing if uh, yeah, if you weren't playing baseball? And I honestly would say I would be like a personal trainer or something like that. So I just I just enjoy the the commitment in the gym and. Just um, you know, tr setting a goal and uh, get into it. So probably just training over in, in general. Okay, all-time favorite movie. Ooh, I got a couple of them. Um, I'll give you Rounders. Um, uh, I loved it in high school, and I've always, I've always loved that movie. I love playing cards. That's another hobby of mine. But uh, Rounders is probably one of my favorites. Nice. All right, Ian. Same five questions. Favorite color. Uh, red. Favorite food? Sushi. Sushi. I miss it. Oh. Where's your favorite sushi place in Kansas City? Um, I get the name jacked up every time. It's like either it's Maru Sushi uh, or Haru. No, it's Maru. It's off of 135th, right by Pinstripes. 135th and, um, is it Nall? Oh, Naru? 
Naru? No. Oh, I could have sworn. All right. All right, favorite superhero <laughs> or superpower that you could have? My favorite superhero was always uh, Wolverine. I don't even know, like, superpower. He just had a lot of different powers. <laughs> favorite hobby outside of baseball? Honey. Um, I would say uh, duck hunting has got to be one of my – any type of hunting, but duck hunting. I love golf, too. But it's whatever, wherever I'm living. If I'm staying in Arizona, I like golf. But if I'm back at home, it's duck hunting for sure. Yeah, Alex actually guessed hunting before you even answered the question because he knows how much you like to hunt. <laughs> um, your favorite all-time movie? Uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. Easy quote, quotable movie. I like it. Funny movie. If I'm going to watch one movie over and over again, it has to be a funny movie. <laughs> I like that answer. I love Anchorman. Okay, so that's the end of all my questions that I have for you. Is there anything else that you guys would like to touch on? Um, I'll give you guys a few minutes to touch on whatever you guys would like. Ooh, just spit it, huh? Um, yeah, I, I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I would say me and Ian, it kind of sounded like an easy road to get to the big leagues, but it really wasn't. There was a lot of a lot of failures that came with it, but I would say the, the athletes that strive um, – over the other ones or the the ones that don't you know back away from failure that learn from it and accept it and kind of move on and um you know if sports was if no one failed in sports it would be really easy and really boring so just learning from your failures um and then striving forward after you kind of you know deal with them and um i think once you realize that once you figure that out then um it'll make Whatever, whatever sport you play a lot easier. Got anything for us, Ian? Any words of wisdom? No, I, um, I said a lot of little stuff, but more of like the, I had a passion for like that earlier when I was trying to go to playing baseball, using baseball as a, a vehicle to, to go to college. Um, and I just, I always tell guys like, because everybody wants to be a big leaguer, everybody wants to like to do that as their, you know, it's, it's a dream, it's everybody's dream. But also know that um, there's a ton of high school baseball players that think they're going to go play pro ball and it's going to be easy. Um, it's tough. I just no way, like Alex said earlier, it would have been tough to go out of high school to go play pro ball. Um, I think it's going to be a lot easier now with how the draft is going to go. It's going to make a lot of guys. I just want to go to college, um, and I'm really happy for that because college is going to baseball is going to get better. Um, college period is going to be a lot better, and then just know that you can use that to go to use your sport to go to a school that you might not else go to or be accepted to. Um, you know, that take you a lot of different places, give you other opportunities in the business place or wherever it is um, in life, in that it's. Uh, you know, sports awesome. Sports teach us a lot of different things. Help us strive to um, I think that's what makes us stronger in the end when we do have to either go in the real workplace or um, in life. Period. And Alex said that earlier, but just the um, sports are great, and it's a great vehicle for life and a great vehicle for life. 
for different things. But I'm I'm really passionate about young kids using that to to go to a school that they might not else go to and know that it's really hard to do it. And if you're willing to put all the work, I'm all for it. I like it. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for coming on and speaking with our kids and speaking with me. I really appreciate it. I know um, you guys have families, so taking time away from your families, I really appreciate it. So that's all I have for you guys. Thank you for coming on, PSP3 Nation. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.